Happy New Year, fellow Virginia Headwaters Council volunteers, scouters, and youth who might be listening in. Um, it is now January 2022, and the tributary starts off the new year with a message from our new council president, Steve Hammond. He says, I hope you all are enjoying your holiday season. I am honored to be assuming the position of council president. I have big shoes to fill. The past president, Pete Fenland, did such a great job during a very difficult time. He has well represented our council and provided valuable service to our youth. Join me in thanking Peter for a job well done. The past couple of years have tried the souls of us all. A very difficult year for scouting is coming to an end. We are hopefully emerging from the cloud that has been over us and heading toward open sky and sunshine. To make that hope a reality, we need to put in some hard work. I am asking each of you to step up and make 2022 a milestone on the restoration of scouting in the Virginia Headwaters Council. It was thrilling to see scouts in local parades, helping distribute items at UVA football games and appear on local news. We need to make our scouts and scouting activities more vis visible to the general public so youth of our community can see the fun that can be had. We have to overcome the negative images that have been associated with scouting. We are making progress. It is our task to present the best of scouting and make the program available to all youth. Former BSA president Rex Tillerson used to tell us that we need to focus the main thing and the main thing is membership. Bottom line, we need more youth to sustain scouting, period. We need to recruit more youth. We especially need to recruit more Cub Scouts. Once we recruit them, we need to hang on to them by providing solid leadership and interesting and exciting program and promoting advancement in the various ranks. Each, uh, either we recruit or we fade away and I don't know a scouter or scouting parent that wants that to occur. We also need to restore our financial stability. The COVID pandemic effect was not kind to any of us and it really took a financial toll on our council. When we had to shut down summer camp in 2020, we lost a significant portion of the money used to run scouting in our council. Like any organization, we have reoccurring bills and expenses to be paid to keep the doors open. We are still experiencing the financial impact of camp closure and reduced membership. So in the upcoming year, consider making a Friends of Scouting donation that reflects the value you attach to this program. Give more than you did last year. Let's invest in scouting. We know the returns on that investment. Excited Cub Scouts racing their boats in a rain gutter regatta, Scouts BSA walking the trails of Camp Shenandoah, Venture Scouts climbing rocks and whitewater rafting, all of them learning leadership skills and values that will carry throughout their life. We have a great opportunity to make scouting strong and vibrant. Step up to the challenge. Let's make a 2022 a memorable year for our council, for our kids. Happy holidays to you all. Thank you for what you're doing. Steve Hammond, council president. And um, just to throw in there is we talked or Steve talked about program, the council-wide Klondike Derby at Camp Shenandoah is January 28th through the 30th um, this month. For more information and to register, Go to the council website and click on the logo at the bottom of the page and it will take you to the leader's guide and registration form. Yep, and I know that they're looking for some help with Klondike. So if you uh, um, would like to run any stations or if you've never been to the Klondike that uh, is hosted by the Valley District and with Southern and is at our very own Camp Shenandoah, um, please plan on attending it. Uh, it'll be a great event this year. 
I know that it will uh, be probably a cold one, which will be good for Klondike. Um, you'll see both Josh and I out yeah, there. Yeah, we'll we'll both right? we'll both be uh, in in person. You won't have to hear us over over your podcasting. Um, the next part of this, um, moving into from after the council president, we have a message from our scout executive Jim Battaglia. Uh, it is titled "Rise to the Challenge in 2022." He says, "Hello, scouts and scouters, and happy new year, and welcome to the 2022 scouting year." We have a great year in store for you and cannot wait to hit the trail for scouting. 2022 will present us with many challenges and opportunities. The ongoing health crisis will not slow us down as it did in 2020 and 2021. We will continue to operate safely in our units and in our communities. The national bankruptcy should be behind us sometime in June. All of these factors point to a new beginning and a strong surge forward. Our game plan will be challenging but I know we have a strong executive board, volunteers, and a council team that will rise to the challenge. As a council, our, pr- our plan includes in recruiting around 600 youth, 150 of which will be female Cub Scouts and Scouts BSA girls, starting eight healthy units, having over 50% participation in our council FOS program, having 150 youth come home to Camp Shenandoah this summer. Scouting is alive and well, and poised for resurgence in 2022. Please join me and the rest of our team as we rise to the challenge in 2022. Jim Battaglia, your scout executive. Um, the next letter that I have in here is from Joe Risinger, your council commissioner. That is titled Happy New Year. A few months ago at camp, a friend and I were, take, were talking about our favorite topic, scouting. During the conversation, it was suggested we should recognize people more often. The intent was not just the big overachievers, but rather the people who are always there in the background. Here is my attempt to do that. If you let your child join scouts, thank you. If you drive your scout or another to an event, thank you. If you stay and stand in the back of a meeting and just watch, thank you. If you've ever given money to our Friends of Scouting campaign, thank you. If you've ever filled out an application and joined scouting, thank you. If you've ever offered to help with anything to make it easier for your troop to operate, thank you. If you have ever put on a uniform, thank you. If you completed your youth protection training and position-specific training, thank you. If you have ever gave your time to scouting when you had something better to do with your time, thank you. If you've ever helped in any small way with a scouting event for the youth, like, like camp, Klondike, or apple harvest, thank you. If you've ever helped at a district council or national level, thank you. If you've ever come home from a scouting event exhausted, discouraged, and ready to throw in the towel, thank you. You are scouting. I do not know your name, but I recognize your face everywhere I go. It is because of you that my two children and countless others have been given the best possible opportunity in this world. If I could create an award or not personally awarded award to thank you, I would. Please come to the Winter Awards Banquet, which we uh, which will be held in March, and I will thank you in person. Thank you, Joe Risinger, Council Commissioner. Um, so, Joe, I, I think that's a good point. Just to say thank you to everyone out there. Um, I, you know, we 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 go through a year, and we're just we just wrapped up another year of a lot of accomplishments from a lot of our youth. And and we hope that they got recognized the way the program is intended to recognize them. But it is also important to recognize the uh, the parents and the volunteers and the guardians that are just behind those youth 
um, help and drive them. Thank you. Um, the next uh, page here is about uh, Eagle Scouts, uh, titled Eagle Scouts, the highest rank in scouting, but it's not the end of the road. Um, this uh, is talking a little bit about Eagle Scouts. This is an, as an, uh, an Eagle Scout who earns five merit badges beyond the minimum amount and meets other requirements seen below will receive a bronze palm. The Eagle will get a gold palm for 10 extra merit badges and a silver palm for 15. He or she can wear multiple palms if the Eagle gets to 20, 25, 30, etc. Originally, there were two places the Eagle could wear these palms, on the ribbon of the Eagle medal and on the Eagle square knot, which is only worn by adults. Now there's a third. After the award and insignia committee approval in January 2014, Eagle Scouts may now wear palms directly on their Eagle Scout merit badge itself. This means the three approved methods of wearing the Eagle Palms are one, on the Eagle Scout square knot, which is worn by adult scouters, two, attached to the ribbon of the Eagle Scout medal, uh, which is worn on special occasions by youth and adults, three, on the Eagle Scout rank emblem or the patch, which is sewn onto the youth, uh, youth's field uniform. As for where to attach the palms on the badge itself, the committee made no specific stipulations, so anywhere is just fine. Perhaps somewhere in the red, white, and blue field behind the eagle would allow the palms or palms to be seen better. Other requirements. Um, after becoming an Eagle Scout and receiving the Eagle Palms, you are entitled to, you may earn additional palms by completing the following requirements. One, be active in the Boy Scouts of America for at least three months after becoming an Eagle or after the last palm was earned. Two, since earning the Eagle Scout rank or your last Eagle Palm, demonstrate scouting spirit by living the Scout Oath and Law. Tell how you have done your duty to God and how you have lived the Scout Oath and Law in your everyday life. Three, Continue to set satisfactory example of accepting responsibilities or demonstrating leadership abilities. Four, earn five additional merit badges beyond those required for Eagle or Last Palm. And five, while an Eagle Scout participate in a Scoutmaster conference. And then they should put on the bottom of this page, once an Eagle, always an Eagle. Now on page five, we actually list uh, all of the recognized Eagle Scouts from 2021, and it's as of December 23rd. So if your name was not on this list, um, or if there are discrepancies, please contact the council office. So there are 70, 73 names on this, on this sheet. I highly recommend um, taking a look at who all our Eagle Scouts were for this year. There's quite a number of them. And all Eagles on the list should have received a letter regarding the 2021 Outstanding Eagle Scout Project. We have a, um, uh, a um, what is it, a grant or money um, that goes to the Eagle that wins the Outstanding Eagle Scout Project. I think it's $1,000. It's $1,000. Yeah, it's a $1,000 scholarship. And I, I highly recommend anybody that um, hasn't applied to apply you should be hearing this. Uh, it'll be coming out today, the 21st. Um, so you have about a week to get it in to the office. And so make sure you get that in. You can scan it in. Uh, as long as you let one of us know that it's coming in, um, you can mail it in or you can drop it off. Um, and I think you have to drop off your project book with that. Um, but that has been told that it will definitely be returned back to you after um, they decide who won. That's right. Uh, you'll definitely get those back. And if you want to contact Cindy Zolman directly, her email and phone number 
is listed in the tributary. Now on to page six, uh, we go into the order of the arrow. A firm bound in brotherhood, a message from Shenandoah Lodge 258, order of the arrow. Welcome to 2022 from Shenandoah Lodge. Every year is a new beginning and we can't wait to see how the lodge grows with our continued, with your continued support. Camping promotion and unit election, CPUE season is about to kick off. We have made a few changes to the process in accordance with new guidelines from the order. Here's what it means to you. Unit leaders, you will receive auto-generated emails from Lodgemaster starting January 3rd to schedule unit election. This email will continue until the election is scheduled. That would be great. We need that for FOS. Uh, you will follow the link and provide preferred dates for your unit visit. If there is a team available on that day, we will confirm the date. Any additional date coordination will occur directly with the CPUE team. We need your help filling out the form with all of the information on the eligible scouts. Without this information up front, it will delay the processing and require more back and forth. Our CPUE teams will conduct unit visits between 10 January and the 1st of April, 2022. No elections will be held after this date. Elections can be completed virtually or in person. Election results will be shared the night of the elections as there are no scheduled callouts. VAHC districts may choose to host a callout event after all district elections have been completed. The callouts can be incorporated into existing district events or as a standalone event. Adult nominations. If a unit elects youth, the unit may nominate adults. Following the unit election information being recorded in LodgeMaster, the unit leader will receive an email providing an opportunity to submit adults. Unit leaders fill out the form in its entirety. Ordeal opportunities. There will be two ordeal opportunities for your scouts. Uh, the 3rd through the 5th of June, and the 12th to the 14th of August. And this is from Donathan Leinbrink, our uh, Lodge Chief for the Order of the Arrows, Shenandoah Lodge 258. Um, some 2022 dates to remember uh, for the OA that he put in there is January 8th, which was the OA banquet that was held at Tinkling Springs Presbyterian Church. I think there were about 58 participants. Um, also on here are some other, I guess, program opportunities. You have January 15th is the Aquatics Winter Program. January 28th through the 30th is the Klondike Derby, which I mentioned earlier. February 6th is Scout Sunday Interfaith. April 8th is the tentative, is the FOS luncheon. Um, and that's tentative because we are still getting details regarding that. Um, something that's not on here is March 18th which is gonna be the council recognition dinner. May 20th through the 22nd is the Moose Camperie and July 31st through August 8th is NYLT. Yeah, uh, moving on to page seven. Uh, this is like my second favorite page in the tributary, which is the training page. Um, the first part of here talks about the College of Commissioner Science, which has been um postponed um so this says that it's scheduled for february 12 2022 um which will be held by um the heart of virginia council leadership at well at the heart of virginia council leadership center but we do have representatives from virginia headwaters that are 
going to be attending that once that is fully rescheduled and up and running. So if you are um, wanting to attend that, um, please reach out to your district commissioner as they should have more information on that um, and potentially when that's going to be redone. Um, the next piece of training information on this page is talks about BSA Outdoor Ethics virtual roundtables. Um, it says join the outdoor ethics community on the second Tuesday of each month for the National Outdoor Ethics and Con uh, Conservation Subcommittee's virtual roundtable for anyone interested in topics relating to outdoor ethics. Information on upcoming topics and registration information can be found and there's a link which is www.outdoorethics/bsa.org. Uh, forward slash training forward slash virtual roundtables dot php um, but i would look that up on page seven if you want that uh that link for the bsa outdoor ethics virtual roundtables um the next piece of information on the training is a leave no trace training course uh coming up uh april 1st through the 3rd leave no traces integrated into every scouting program every pack troop team crew and ship should have a leave no trace trainer participates Participants leave, uh, learn Leave No Trace principles, skills, and ethics through a combination of presentations, discussion, and hands-on activities. They learn and practice techniques for uh, teaching these concepts. Those completing the course will be BSA Leave No Trace trainers recognized by the Leave No Trace Center of Outdoor Ethics. This course um, is for any BSA registered adult or youth age 14 and older who will teach Leave No Trace to others. The course is highly recommended for members of the council's outdoor skills training teams who teach IOLS, Baloo, and leader-specific training. It is also ideal for scouts holding the um, outdoor, athlete, uh, outdoor ethics guide position or responsibility as well as camp staff. Um, so I would recommend that. Um, I did it when I was uh, a youth and I thought it was really important. And still to this day, I it, it's something that's in the back of my head when camping or out in the outdoors about Leave No Trace. Um, so please look that up and that'll be April 1st to the 3rd. Thank you, Josh. Onto page eight, we go into some training for youth. Uh, the National Youth Leadership Training, NYLT, is going to be held July 31st through August 6th, 2022 at Camp Shenandoah and registration is open. NYLT is an exciting, action-packed program designed for councils to provide youth members with leadership skills and experience they can use in their home troops and in other situations demanding leadership of self and others. For many years, junior, leaders, junior leader training, JLT, was an important part of the leadership training continuum of BSA local councils throughout America. In 2003 and 2004, a task force of leadership experts and hundreds of scouts and pilot courses across the nations reviewed and tested every aspect of the new NYLT syllabus, which incorporates the latest leadership ideas and presents fresh, vital, and meaningful training for today's scouts. The NYLT course centers around the concepts of what a leader must be, what a leader must know, and what a leader must do. The key elements are then taught with a clear focus on how to. The skills come alive during the week as the patrol goes on a quest for the meaning of leadership. NYLT is a six-day course. Content is delivered in a troop and patrol outdoor setting with an emphasis on immediate application of learning in a fun environment. Interconnecting concepts and work processes are introduced early, built upon and aided by the use of memory aids, which allows participants to understand and employ the leadership skills much faster. Built on the legacy of past JLT successes, the new NYLT 
integrates the best of modern leadership theory with the traditional strengths of the scouting experience. Through activities, presentations, challenges, discussions, and audiovisual support, NYLT participates or participants will be engaged in a unified approach to leadership that will give them the skill, confidence uh, to lead well. Through a wide range of activities, games, and adventures, participants will work and play together as they put into action the best scouting has to offer. For more information, contact James Kinder. Uh, and his email is, and phone number is part of the tributary. Um, so I highly recommend uh, NYLT for youth and your troop. Um, you know, they think they maybe have done a lot of leadership within your own troop or have had that experience, but, um, you know, once you get them together amongst other youth in a different format, um, it gives them a different perspective. Uh, also on the page, there is a reminder about youth protection training. In our council, per the VAHC bylaws, our youth protection must be renewed every year. I recently took mine to renew mine. Um, and so I'm good to go every year. So I had to do mine as well. Good. That's, yep. uh, yeah, that's it. Some, uh, I had a volunteer one time ask me, he's like, do you have to take it? Yep. I, I take it the same way you do. Um, and I think it's a good thing to, to have everyone, um, youth protection trained. It's just a good reminder. Yeah. Get it done before charter renewal and talking about charter renewal, Internet Recharter 2.0. Every year, units renew their charter agreement with their chartering organization and the Boy Scouts of America. Recently, the system has been updated to increase speed and simplicity of completion. This new system enables leaders to safely load youth protection certificates, CBC disclosure authorizations, adult and youth applications. The intent of the process is to be able to complete from start to finish without a single piece of paper changing hands. There's only there's still only a 60-day window to which units can go into the system and complete their charter. To get additional information, please go to scouting.org backslash resources backslash internet dash rechartering backslash. Thank you, Sue. Um, now we're going on to my favorite page in, in the tributary. I, I'm glad I got this one again. We always divvy these out and I'm very happy that I got this one again. Um, this one is our very own Camp Shenandoah page. Um, uh, the dates for Camp Shenandoah, again, we mixed them up again this year um, to figure out where we wanted Weevilos Camp to go. Um, we put it first, and so that will be um, June 22nd to the 25th, and then we start uh, Scouts BSA week one, two, three, and four. Um, after that week. So that'll start the 26th of June and it'll end July 23rd. So be on the lookout for that. Um, you know, weeks do fill up. So make sure you do get your uh, registration in as fast as you can. Um, so there's some new stuff that's happened. We have a refreshed, improved waterfront area. That is very true. Um, we, over the last few months, we've been working on the waterfront area. And so that should be very exciting. Um, we're introducing the new hillside range. There will be a new leadership program, be more than 50 merit badge offerings. And some of those have changed from the prior year. So uh, look out uh, for the leader guide, which will be coming out soon to let you know which ones are going to be offered. Um, but we always like changing that up um, so that if you came, came the prior year, you're not just doing the same ones you're doing again. Um, they're going to add disc golf back into the Olympics, which again, I'm extremely excited about. Um, and I may have to come out and, and hit the course a little bit. 
Um, new boundary trails to explore. Our new boundary trail is up and running. Um, it is a beautiful trail. I've done a lot of it. Um, I've had other people, friends of mine that have done it and said that it's it's great. And so I'm excited for that to be incorporated into camp. Um, our Timber Mountain program um, has been enhanced and has been worked on in the off season. Um, and the best of all, and I said this last month, is singing in the dining hall return. Um, we were in a staff meeting yesterday and Sue brought up a camp song. And, you know, that that just brought a little bit more happiness into my day. What was the song, Josh? Um, uh, you brought up, um, oh, I'm trying to think. I know that it was the one that eventually it says to put a fork in the garbage disposal um, because that's what I kept singing in my head all day. I know it was a chant. Yours was a chant. Okay. I think it was a chant. Uh, yeah, I'd, have to, I'd have to think about it. I just remember afterwards singing that I was going to put a fork in the garbage disposal pretty much for the rest of the day. Had no idea that was part of yeah, the Yeah, yeah. No, I, I absolutely love uh, love singing in the dining hall. So the most exciting part and the reason that you want to get your reservation in, if you're listening to this and you're a leader in our in our area or if you're not in our area and you want to come to Camp Shenandoah and you listen to this, we have a weird uh, population that listens to this podcast and we're thankful for that. Um, the 2022 rates are up. We have started, we have done something new this year. Um, I specified it last time, but it's called a can't wait rate. Um, that... Um, rate will only be offered to units if they pay in full by february 22nd um or 27th sorry 27th of 2022 any portion of the fees not paid in full by that day automatically change the early rate or change to the early rate fee um session registration will not begin until february 28th so um sessions for for different merit badges and things like that will not start till then um there's an early rate which we've always had uh, which is effective uh, February 28th, 2022 through May 15th, 2022. And then our regular rate obviously um, starts May 16th. So you can make all those reservations at campshenandoah.org and click on mark, uh, make your reservations at the very top of that screen. Um, but I would highly recommend that if you're planning on going to camp um, to get your reservation in now and make sure you get the can't wait rate. Um Moving on uh, to the Massanutten District page, um, we have a couple of different things here. The first uh, title of this is something that I fully agree with, which it says, hard to believe it's 2022 already. Oh, yeah. Uh, title. Yeah. And Matt Philippi, uh, the district commissioner there, puts this page together. So um, when it says I or he's speaking, I believe it's from him. So I want to thank all of our units for their hard work, he says, during the recharter. It's always tough getting that done. And with the new process, we still managed to do pretty well. Thank you again. I hope that everyone had a great holiday season and is ready to hit the ground running this year. Klondike is fast approaching and then we are in the blue and gold season. He talks about friends of scouting. He says, if you haven't set up your FOS presentation date with Josh, which is myself, um, please do ASAP. And you can always reach me at josh.mylastnamecalderon at scouting.org. Um, he said, friends of scouting is an important program to, con uh, to the continuation of scouting in our area. He talks about our district, district recognition. He says, I also want to remind you that our district recognition dinner planned for March 2nd, our roundtable night, We'll, um, we will have more information on that coming soon. If you have any training awards, scouter keys, or service awards to be presented that night, please have that information into give myself by the end of January to give uh, myself time to get things ordered. 
That is very true. Um, I will send out a reminder. We will, we'll, either matter, I will send out a reminder beginning of next week um, to some individuals, just reminding them if they have any awards to get those in. Uh, he recognized a scattered era, area, Crystal Karakoff, this month. Uh, he says, Crystal Karakoff is the scoutmaster for Troop 1038 in Bridgewater. She has been involved in scouting since her son was in Cub Scouts and then moved on to Troop 38. When the BSA offered the opportunity for troops for uh, troop, troops for girls and the Bridgewater um, COB was interested in starting one, she became the founding scoutmaster for the troop and got her daughter involved. Her son earned the eagle, her, his eagle sorry, in 2021, and her daughter isn't too far behind him. She balances out her role as Scoutmaster with her demanding job as an RN for Sentara, as well as the numerous other activities her children are involved in. Unfortunately, we do not have a picture of Crystal to share with you, as she usually prefers to hide from the lens of the camera. But she is a face you will often see around. Thanks, Crystal. Oh, that's awesome. She's done a lot for Troop 1038. She has. When I first got here, she ran a phenomenal um, program in the Massanutten District. Uh, it was a fall campery, and it was it was very, very well done. Um, and since then, starting this new troop, I think that I'm glad that he recognized her. She definitely deserves the recognition. The first female troop in Massanutten? Uh, I believe they were the second, technically, on the book. Josh, what does it say at the bottom of the page? Uh, oh, and I missed something. I missed something. It says the scout slogan is to do a good turn daily. It is the part of the third point of the scout law. A scout is helpful. And it is the part of your scout oath to help other people at all times. So it is a reminder to do your good turn daily. So does it mean if I empty out the dishwasher that I've technically done a good turn daily and that I was helpful for my family? It, de um, it that definitely can that definitely can uh, be part of it now if it was part yeah. of your assigned chores i don't know if that's doing your good turn daily it wasn't it wasn't oh if it was out of the goodness of your own heart i think that would then count as your good turn daily emptying the dishwasher is always out of the goodness of my heart <laughs> okay there I you go to. that could that could definitely be your good turn daily so just asking all right uh so on to page 11 is the monticello district uh, this message is brought uh, or written by, I think, Adam Everett, their district commissioner. District recharter, we would like to take this moment to remind units in Monticello that recharter is coming up in February 2022. All adult leaders recruiting with your rechartering with your unit must renew their youth protection training if it expires before March 1st, 2023. Again, this is with the Monticello district. You can renew your YPT training through my.scouting.org. This is a, the next message I think is very important. Uh, friends of Scouting, our Friends of Scouting Chair, Tim Hoagland at timhoagland at gmail.com is scheduling Friends of Scouting presentation dates for all units. Please send Tim an email with the date that you would like an in-person or online Friends of Scouting presentation for your unit. Our council earns a substantial portion of its annual income from the Friends of Scouting campaign. It is essential that every unit participate. It doesn't matter how much, but I think participation says a lot um, that we all give back. Uh, Monticello District page. The Monticello District page and the council website can be found 
uh, at vahcbsa.org backslash Monticello. Look there for dates of upcoming events, advancement, training, and information uh, on how to contact members of the district committee. Upcoming dates for the calendar from the district is uh, January 6th, um, is the uh, from 7 to 8 30 p.m. was the district roundtable. It was via Zoom. And also, I'll just throw this out there, but February roundtable is also going to be through Zoom. Uh, Virginia Headwaters Council Aquatics Committee. Um, and this is open council wide. Uh, and it has the dates of this have changed. Um, so you are going to want to go to the Monticello district page. Um, and look at what's come up uh, in terms of the, um, the swim checks. So, um, because it is changed. And at the bottom of the page is the uh, insignia for our logo for UVA Health. Um, they participated in our FOS luncheon and have been very supportive of scouting um, in 2021. Next page, the Southern District, a new district chair, Tom Greenwood, um, helps oversee this page. Uh, first, we talk about and we get a thank you from the Rockbridge Christmas Baskets, uh, Laura, Laura Joyner. And she says, thank you, thank you, thank you for all of our uh, troops hard work this morning on 12 1121, you allowed Rockbridge Christmas baskets packing day to be a reality. It's hard for me to separate the scouts from Christmas baskets in my mind. Everywhere I looked this morning, I saw Boy Scouts and their leaders modeling what working together to benefit a community looks like. Today, I saw troops recycling, box shuttling, uh, doing cleanup, and generally filling in wherever there was need. And I know that there were scouts headed for delivery this afternoon to ensure that families actually received their boxes this afternoon. We could not help so many community members without your efforts. Please pass on my sincere thanks to your scouts. I hope that your ears were burning as I was told over and over again by volunteers how impressed they were at your group's great work ethics and attitudes. Thank you also for your own time, both bringing your scouts today and for all of the many things that you did beforehand to plan for that happening. This year's processes work differently than in past years for a number of re reasons born from COVID innovation. If you have thoughts about how things worked on your end and would like to give some feedback, let me know. I will pass that on to the board. I will be back in touch in September as we get ready for Packing Day 2022. But for now, I'm planning to put on put my feet up. Feeling super grateful to you all, Laura Joyner, Rockbridge Christmas Baskets. And so this is an opportunity uh, where the scouts and Southern District put together um, Christmas baskets and give them to families in need. So it's a wonderful opportunity for those scouts. Uh, January roundtable was not held in the Southern District, um, but they are looking to try and hold it in February. Um, as far as I know, that was a, a note that it was supposed to be at the Sharon Senior Center on January 6th, um, but to my understanding, it was canceled. Uh, 2022 district committee meetings, until further notice, notice, all district committee meetings will be held in Lexington on the fourth Tuesday of each month at 7 p.m., except for July when there is no scheduled meeting. Location had not been determined at press time. Also, um, they're looking at possibly changing that date to the fourth Thursday um, due to um, scheduling conflicts with different committee members. 
finally, uh, they have a picture of two volunteers and they asked, do you know these Southern District Scouters? And they are PAC-2 Scouters, Michelle and John Hilton, who have served this, uh, this unit in many capacities and for several years. John is the Cub Master and Michelle is the PAC's Assistant Cub Master. Their two sons are moving up the ranks in the PAC. Jonathan is an arrow of light and Caleb is a wolf. John works at Garden Trucking and at Dabney South Lancaster as a CDL instructor. Michelle is a nurse at Lewis Gale Hospital, Allegheny. Um, outdoor activities and family time are definitely their priority. Also uh, from the Southern District, mark your calendar because the Southern Golf Tournament is gonna be September 10th, 2022 at Buena Vista Links. Great. Okay, and uh, you know, I've decided that I'm gonna read this. Um, so, um, you know, we, and I, this is the last page in the tributary for January, 2022. Um, this is by Ray Azell, our council historian. There's a lot of work that goes into this. Um, and I would use this, if you're listening to this as uh, our Scoutmaster Minute from the council. Uh, a little bit of history of the 1937 contingent to the BSA National Jamboree. So this is not something that necessarily is relevant to what is coming up. Um, it is more of a look back into the history and the past of the council. Um, and it does actually show a little bit into what the history at the time was going on too as well. So um, in the summer of 1935, the first BSA National Jamboree commemorating the 25th anniversary of the BSA's founding was canceled at nearly the last minute due to a polio outbreak. The Jamboree was rescheduled for 1937 and brought together over 25,000 Boy Scouts to the District of Columbia from June 30th to July 9th. The massive encampment covering approximately 350 acres received a great amount of local and national publicity. Boy Scouts from across the nation traveled to the district to participate, and the Stonewall Jackson Area Council, now known as the Virginia Headwaters Council, participated as well, joining with the other councils from across the Commonwealth. The SJAC, or Stonewall Jackson Area Council contingent, numbering 33 Scouts, was part of the pre-Jamboree activities in Washington, D.C., and the Scouts left for the Jamboree site on Saturday, June 26th. A special train on the Chesapeake and Ohio Railroad line made stops in Stanton, Covington, Charlottesville, and Orange to pick up these scouts on the way. The scouts were generally sent off with great fanfare from the hometown public. Celebrations were held and bands and uh, played music while scouts boarded the trains at Stanton and Charlottesville. The S-Jack contingent was a part of the region of region three section s camp which was quartered near the lincoln memorial at the south end of the national mall a highlight of the jamboree was a procession of franklin d roosevelt and other uh di dignitaries down constitution avenue in front of approximately twenty six thousand scouts the sjack contingent was led by scoutmaster lawrence a burton from charlottesville um, he starts to list a, a couple other people in here uh, as far as Joseph P. Uh, Ast uh, III from Stanton, which was a assistant scoutmaster. Glenn Robinson from Harrisonburg was an assistant scoutmaster at the time. The scouts in the SJAC party consisted of Henry Culliner, uh, which was the SPL, George Ham, Teddy Murphy, Louis Damon, Billy Hartman, uh, Clarton. Rulage, I'm going to mess up a lot of these names, W.D. Campbell, Douglas Ham, Nat Ewell, Steve Martin, 
Ben Borden, Neil Wade, uh, Gilbert Campbell. Um, there's a picture down um, below that, that has all these in there. So he's, he's pictured from left to right, basically all these scouts. So the scouts from Stanton were uh, Oliver Hodge, James Simmons, um, Frank Fishburne, Billy uh, Whalen, and Herbert Turner. Um, he talks about Leo Kington and Charles Johnson represented from the town of Orange. The names of the remaining scouts from SJAC unfortunately could not be found. Scouts were uh, drawn from a total of 20 troops from 11 communities throughout the council. Two SJAC scouts attended the Jamboree as a part of the Jamboree service troop and two others attended as a part of the another contingent actually. Um, home movies of SJAC scouts were made during the event and were screened at the council's annual meeting in January 1938. However, those could not be located currently. Um, read more about the history of, uh, in, of scouting in Central Virginia at historyofscoutingva.wordpress.com. Um, and there is a picture at the bottom. Um, I think that uh, as I was reading through this, we were deciding whether or not I was going to read it or not. And it, it shows two things. One, um, that there was this great fanfare and it's, it's a great image that uh, Ray Azell paints here as scouts are leaving to go to this national jamboree that's going to happen in DC and you're getting on this train and the community's coming out to support them. Um, and, you know, we can still see that in today um, when we do things like we go out and we do uh, scouting for food, the amount of community support we get from that um, and, and fanfare in different ways, actually still, um, you know, that that is still represented to this day. The other part of this, uh, this whole uh, historical piece is in the very beginning where he talks about how the National Jamboree at first was canceled due to a polio outbreak. At the time in the 1935 and 19 in the mid 1930s, late 1930s, they were dealing with polio and they didn't know how to deal with it. Um, somewhat similar to what we've been going through in our pandemic. Um, but then it shows that two years later, after they've mitigated it and got a lot of it underneath control, um, they were still be they were still able to have a national jamboree with twenty six thousand scouts um, coming all from around the country. Um, so if that's if that's anything, um, that's the reason why I wanted to read this is to remind you that we have we have gone through unprecedented times, and we've heard that word over the last two years. Um, this is not the first time that scouting has been tested, um, as this history sh uh, piece shows. Um, but it does show that we can get through it and we will get through it. Um, and so as our theme is this year, we will rise to the challenge. Um, Sue and I both think, and Sue can say something, but we both thank you so much for listening to us. Um, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please contact the office as we can try to help you um, through this uh, next year. And uh, thank you everyone for, for listening. Yeah, and I do want to just to quickly apologize yeah. for this podcast getting out a little late um, yeah. that we typically have done in the past. And um, we've heard from people saying, where's the podcast? And so um, January started off uh, just really busy. Um, so we weren't able to get together as quickly um, as we had wanted to. Um, and so this was kind of the first available time that Josh and I could quickly record and bring this to you. So hopefully you'll be hearing from us again in about a, a week. So it's like a it's like a bonus, maybe. Yeah, this will be so, a good bonus episode for him. We know you missed us. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. Have a great end of your week and a good weekend. Thanks, everyone.